Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Penny Blackmore and Brittany Bowering. If you like the show, please rate, review and... Rate, review and subscribe. That's it? Yeah. That's right. Okay, so Brittany and I went on holiday last week. Oh, man. Um, and now we all have all these fucking pimples. My face is full of pimples. Yeah, it's really cute. We're both little pizza faces. It's really mid-30s. adorable. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's kind of adorable. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing there, yeah, buddy? The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, bastards. Actually, What's a fun I mean, holiday? I wish it was more fun having a pimple, but I actually hate it so much. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not that, I don't get Because you never get pimples, it. Penny. Yeah. I get pimples sometimes. Well, I never notice. Also, like, worse things can happen. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's 100% true. <laughs> All right. I see there's something hectic in your updates. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. Okay. Brace so yourselves, guys. If you've been listening to the past couple episodes, you know that I am re-watching, as a, sorry, for the first time I'm watching the show 24, which originally came out in 2001, okay? So it's old <laughs> news it's old as fuck it's like yeah it couldn't be older but uh if you listen to the last episode you also know that i have a massive crush on someone named tony almeida Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. tony almeida is a protocol follower you know he's the guy who's like what's the protocol he keeps it all together he keeps the team together Mm. he follows the rules until until Mm. the rules you know until you have to break them like we talked about last week so here's the thing tony (laughs) He died. Yeah. Did he die bake, breaking the rules? Yes. Okay. Yes, so that he is did. fucking poetic. Yeah. That is beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? I would, if I was in the writer's room, I'd be like, Penny, you fucking nailed it. And I'd give myself a high five. Right? He was avenging his wife's murder. Oh, shit. Well, you would not want to be alive if your wife's dead. Well, that's what he said. Good. Oh, Great. poor We're Tony. Aligned. I have a feeling he's going to come back, but I'm not sure why. Um, I just, the way that he died, I was like, is he dead? Is he dead? Yeah. Or is he not dead? Yeah, it wasn't enough of an event. Right. That's yeah. They didn't make it enough of an event yeah. to make it like a final. So I'm just, I was pretty devastated by that. But then I had this this sort of fantasy that maybe he's going to come back. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Well, how about, how about you, Penny? How are you? Well. Tell me. I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat too much. <laughs> but I, I did exercise this morning. <laughs> I did a 10 minute workout. Holy Jesus. Five minutes of abs. Five minutes of cardio. <laughs> what does five when minutes you, of cardio look like? When you break it down like that, it sounds like a very small amount of exercise. But I was puffed afterwards. Yeah. So, do you have a little sweat going on? Oh, yeah. A little dribble down the I old mean, forehead. I'm a smoker. <laughs> Everything's hard for You're me. You're also a warm person. I am you know? very, I'm a hot bod. You run hot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty fucking excited about that. I'm going to try and do it again maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, don't. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to dive in too fast. Well, you know? I'm planning a hangover tomorrow. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That'll yeah. take me two days to recover from. And then, secondly, I'm like really excited about buying things again. Mm. I haven't felt this way for months. The and economy that's very will thank unusual. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bank account won't. But like, I'm like, I'm trying to investigate this a little bit because, and I haven't bought anything. I'm like, resist yeah. the urge, Penny. You haven't, yeah. Um. But I'm like, is it because the it feels like COVID's over? Is it because, well, for now, mm-hmm. <laughs> second wave is imminent. Um, or is it because I'm like feeling better about myself and more confident at work? Mm. Or I've got some nice clients or I'm making some money. Or is it just because winter's coming? 
and I need a couple of cute new fits. I was going to say that it could have to do, like, summertime, I feel like, is just not the time for buying things. Exactly, because it lasts for two weeks. Yeah. And also, you you sweat through everything anyway, so it's impossible to look nice. It's a full nightmare to dress for 35 degree weather. Like, there's no way to do it right. Um, that's fantastic. So you're going to go on a little bit of a shopping spree? So basically what I'm, no, definitely not. (laughs) But basically what I'm planning is like, so for example, today, when Mm -hmm. I came here today, I was like, what would be the perfect thing that I could wear today that I don't own and that would also work on other occasions? Mm -hmm. So I have this like specific type of top that I want to buy. Right. Like a dressy, long-sleeved top that's Mm. like, that you can eat dinner. Yes. Because, you know, those. I have so many cute dressy tops, but the minute you bloody have a snack. The buttons are popping. The buttons are popping open and you feel like you're in a corset. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not cool. No. Anyway, so I want Slowly. something with, with an elastic waist, you know. Basically. Stretchy. Yeah. Maternity Stretchy. wear. Maternity wear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's dive in, Penny. Shall we just dive in? I think in? we should just dive right on in. I'm so excited. Um, our first topic, as always, is work. Okay, so uh, my topic this week is, um, I've given the title, People Approaching You Disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. And I know this, I feel a little arrogant saying this, but um, sometimes I get these messages on LinkedIn that are just so, they're so thoughtless and they're so like, they treat me like I'm literally desperate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like Very people will be like, it's presumptuous. And people will sort of say like, hey, can we organize a one-hour coaching call where you solve this like really crucial business problem of mine? And I'm like, where does it say on my profile that I'm available for one-hour coaching calls, first right. of all? And second of all, there's no way we can solve that on in a one-hour call. Yeah. And third of all, I am actually selective about the clients that I choose in that topic mm-hmm. because it's a really hard question and yeah. I have to do lots of work with them to get them to a good place in this respect. Yeah, exactly. So I find it kind of, and then of course they want to. It's always men, by the way. Sorry, (laughs) just had to. Had to throw that in there. Had to do it. They always want like an hourly rate. Yeah. And it's like, it seems a little bit silly because you're like, well, this is a different type of hourly rate. Yeah. Because this is me giving you like all of my years of expertise and experience. Yeah. You know, so. Like everything I've learned over my whole life. Like, yes, I might solve your problem in an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. But does that mean I I solve your problem for 90 euros or 150 yeah. euros? Yeah, yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. Like, I'm actually quite precious about my IP. And yeah. I think Brittany knows this. Like, I'm, I'm like, I've worked to get this knowledge. It's mine. And yeah. if I'm going to give it to you, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's totally valid. Um, I struggle with this a lot when it comes to, like, um, people asking like people just kind of coming out at, with a with a Proposal. advice question mm-hmm. where they're like hey any advice about this I'm always kind of like well yeah of, of course, course. <laughs> of course I have some advice about that but it's like also what I find really irritating when someone not necessarily when someone approaches you in a business con or um, whether like I want to pay for your mm. one hour block of time but when they just approach you kind of in a networking sense and I'm like any I know that you do this all the time any advice on this and it's like you know uh, yes, I have advice on that, but what would be great is if you came to me with like a direct question. A specific question. Then I can decide yeah. if I'm like, I can answer this quickly for you or I can um, say, hey, you know, like I have this article that I wrote or I have this thing that I could point you towards because 
giving someone just a random advice about a mm. certain topic, it's like, well, that's a that's a heavy ask. And you know? also, like, you actually do need to know something about the person in order to give them correct advice. Like, yes. for example, if someone came to Brittany and said, can you tell me how to grow my Instagram following? Yeah. Like that answer to that question is different for every person. Totally. It's not a flip and like, oh, well, you just subscribe to this service and they'll, t-, you know. Exactly. Like, like I need to easy. ask some follow-up questions. It's a full it consultation. A consultation. Yeah. Yeah. And I only do that stuff for my friends and only That's right. for a few friends. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah. And just FYI, if you're my friend, fuck yeah, I'll give you of all course. the time in the world. But yeah. like. If I've never met you, yeah. So I should I tell my story about driving around Denmark? The person definitely isn't listening. For sure, yeah. I love um, this story. It's great. So I got approached by this person who wanted me. I've never met him in my life. He wanted me to drive around Denmark with him, go visit five cities, mm-hmm. help him run workshops in all of those five cities in one day, mm-hmm. and then if I got a sale out of it. I would get a commission. Whoa. So How did you turn down that opportunity? I just, I mean, like, sometimes it's actually quite hard to be like, I can't tell you how hard I am not going to do this one. I know. <laughs> sometimes when you're like, I want to say fuck no, yeah. but I know that might be disrespectful, yeah. but that's how I feel. Yeah, the, the audacity mm. of some people and their requests. And also one more thing. I mean, because yeah. I work in sales, people ask me to do things on commission all the time, right. which... It's enormous. It's an enormous amount of risk. And I've yeah. spoken to a couple of people and they're like, so what kind of percentage w- would you be taking at that price point and that difficulty level? And I'm like, I think we're talking like 75%. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Because like it might take me six weeks to sell that p- piece of work. And then if I sell it, like, oh, it's just. The other thing that I find interesting about this, about like do having someone come in and do your sales, who you like, as in if someone hired you to like sell our services, Penny, mm. but you don't necessarily know these people and you don't know them very well. Yeah. So then you're kind of, you're like selling basically yourself, but for them. So it's a really kind of weird, like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable yeah, doing and that. And I don't. And that's why yeah. I don't do it. I mean, like, I don't, tr- I need to trust the service exactly. that I'm selling. And also, like, I guess these people think they can just get access to my network. Right. But if I imagine if I was just doing commission stuff all the time, like, all, all of my network would be like, oh, well, you're just a gun for hire. Exactly. You're not, like, I'm not going to take you seriously anymore. And my job is all about trust. Exactly. Anyway, so basically, yeah. fuck that. And I just feel like if you're going to approach someone and ask them for something, make it a flipping value exchange. Yeah. Like, you've got to offer, offer them something. something decent. And also... If you've never met them before and you want a one-hour coaching consultation, be like, right, I've got 200 bucks. Is that going to cover an hour f- with you? Yeah. And here are the questions I have and yeah. here's what I'm hoping it will look like. Because otherwise I'm like, because I gave this person a price um, and mm-hmm. they were just like, no, no. What about a one-hour coaching call? And I'm like, that's the price for a one-hour coaching call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a pain in my butt. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to do it. And it's also, it's just not, you're not paying for an hour. I just, no. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Britt? What's up with you? Well, I've got something kind of in a similar vein because it does involve sort of, uh, it does involve like respect, <laughs> workplace respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what you mean to me. R-E-S-P. Sorry. She, oh, Sorry. She'll never stop. We'll just have to listen to the entire Wow. Song by then. <laughs> Little respect. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> so oh, my God. I can see it now. Couldn't help it. I could actually see you dancing for <laughs> oh, a quick yeah. moment. So 
I know that this is like, and I brought this up before, but and I know that it sounds a little bit like old ladyish, but I just think that no matter who you're talking to, whether it's a colleague, your manager, the CEO, there needs to be a level of professionalism maintained. Oh shit! Whether you are, <laughs> I know Penny's out. She's like, no, I'm out. <laughs> um, and I'd like to talk to you about this because I know that like there are ways to see this in a different, like you know. I am kind of old school in that way where I believe that you, I believe that you should be respectful and professional and there are certain things certain boundaries you shouldn't cross in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. No matter if I mean it depends obviously if you become friends with a colleague you mm. can cross those lines yeah. that will happen, right? But not before then, you no. know? And uh and I mean I've even seen situations where you have let's say a manager who's like really casual and mm. cool and you know makes stupid jokes and like you know does ridiculous things yeah. and then the employees or their their team starts doing the same thing and yeah. and here's the thing is there will be a moment sooner or later where that manager stops and thinks wait a second mm. you're i'm your manager you shouldn't be talking to me like that like it <sighs> will happen and probably this will be kind of more of an immature boss or manager who will have that sort of you know they'll be like super like bro-y with you Mm. and then all of a sudden they're like wait you can't say that to me I'm your you know you can't you can't tell me about that like I'm your manager you know exactly and then all of a sudden you're in this boat of like oh shit I've crossed a line how do I get back and it's very hard to get and you can't get back back. that's the thing you can't be like I'm going to be professional now guys we could actually say that you could be like yeah you you know what I've set a bad example and now I'm going to backtrack and we're going to be a professional workplace now um, and it like it comes down to basically like in every like I also think on social media, you know, you need to be if your account isn't private, then you better be sure you're OK with everything that you're posting being seen by everybody. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like there's a real lack of this mm. in general. Like people are just kind of like, um, and I know I'm all about bringing your whole self to work. In certain respects. 99%. 99. Maybe more like 80%. Yeah. 50% yeah. in my case. And like I like I have a perfect example of of this kind of situation where, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that you should be professional as in really, you know. Cold. Cold and mm. boring and not bringing your personality. That is not what I mean. You know, like it's, 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 there, there's a, there's a line there. I mean, I was working with a company and I could very much tell that the boss of this group of people was very like commanding respect. You know, yeah. I could tell that he kind of wanted to be feared a little bit. Yeah. Right. And I remember thinking like, how am I going to do this? I am not someone who usually right away clicks well with people like that because I'm very down to earth Mm. I'm kind of goofy and Mm. you know so people who are trying to look very like superior and in this place of power often they're like oh I don't want to be associated with someone like that because that'll bring me down to yeah yeah so I so I always kind of try to so what I did was I just didn't focus on that person in the scenario and I was like if everybody else (laughs) really likes me yeah you know and like thinks that I'm fun and cool and I Mm. deliver on what I promised then there's no reason for that person who's like trying to command respect mm. for, to dislike me. So I do see the other side of it as well. Um, but I know I'm kind of rambling about nothing, but I'm just sort of like just generally professionalism. Mm. It, I think we need to like rethink it. So, so I think two things about this. Tell me. 
Um, number one, if you're a manager and you're unprofessional with people and you try and make friends with your employees, mm-hmm. it's going to be very fucking hard for you to tell them something difficult. Like yes. you're fired or I don't want to give you a pay rise or that work sucked. Yes. So just make sure that you're drawing boundaries that make sense for your position. Yeah. And then secondly, um, I think people are in a really tricky position at the moment because we are culturally, we're going through um, a, an economy and a market where the person is the product yeah. in a lot of roles. So you're selling yourself, you're selling sometimes your presence um, on social media or your presence in a community. And and that, because those lines are blurred at the top level, so I see a lot of like, you know, like people who are senior in their field, they'll have like purple hair and they'll say fuck and they'll be, yeah. they'll be very much themselves, which is fucking, fu- sorry, I'm swearing a lot, which is really fine mm-hmm. um, if you're a senior. Yes. And if you're established, mm-hmm. but if you're junior, I don't want to see any of that. I mean, maybe yeah. purple hair, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think the juniors are looking at the seniors and getting confused. The wrong, yeah, they're getting yeah, the wrong Yeah, and I actually message. don't blame them. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. I actually heard of a girl the other day where I was like, oh, what does she do? And this person was like, she's a fintech. She was a journalist in fintech. Mm-hmm. I can just show um, and she got hired at this big bank basically just because of who she was. Like she wasn't really wow. expected to do any work. Um, she's on this really high contract rate and she's just being an evangelist. And she's one of these sort of senior people with a personality and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, it's a really tricky one, actually. It is tricky, yeah. Mm. I just think it's something that is worth noting because I've just been noticing it a lot around. Mm. And in, numer- in different scenarios and different things, I'm like, Huh. There's either people like commanding too much, you know what I mean? Commanding too much respect and mm. power, or there's people the complete opposite that are mm. just like, you know, Total hey, buddy. The walls. Yeah. Culture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's going to break the silence? Um, okay. I've just got a quick one. You want to hear me. it? Tell me, tell me. Oh, I just saw your notes. Uh-huh. Cannot wait. <laughs> um, so, uh, I've discovered, I was introduced to an app called Idagio. That's with an I. I did, anyway, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and basically it's like a, it's a way to discover classical music. Mm-hmm. And I really like this because I love classical music, but I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an aficionado. Right. Um, it's also tricky because you can like a few pieces on a record or by a composer, mm-hmm. but the rest is like not garbage. in the same mood. So it's hard to just play an album. I was just like garbage. I didn't mean <laughs> garbage. I meant like. Well, yeah. it could be garbage. <laughs> and the rest is just shit. There's some crazy shit out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it doesn't keep the same mood, right. which I find difficult. If I'm in my house and I want to listen to something in the background, I like it to be a consistent kind of mood. Yeah. Um. And it's also hard to discover composers that you might like um, naturally mm-hmm. um, and also like uh, periods and so on. So like I don't like the Baroque period, but I love Vivaldi. He's a Baroque composer. Interesting. So um, it's not very easily classified. So there's the problem statement. Yeah. The solution is Idagio. It's beautiful to use. Nice. You just literally, there's a, there's a really cute thing where you spin a little wheel and pick your mood, like calm, peaceful upset mm. blah 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 and it just fucking plays the radio 
That's very cool. It's super nice. Yeah. I really recommend it. So if you're trying to get into some classical stuff, I mean, now's the time. A, I mean, absolutely. Now more than ever. It's never been a better time. In these unprecedented times. You know, I have to say one of my favorite things is listening to the jazz radio. Uh, when I'm driving, I oh, abs. Yeah. Oh, especially if it's raining a little bit. Oh, come on! If it's raining, I'm canceling all my plans. Yeah, I'm putting on some jazz and I'm sitting on my sofa and reading a book and loving it. In Germany, the or in Berlin, the jazz radio. It's um, <laughs> their jingle goes like this: jazzradio.net. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had seen Brittany's face when she was doing that. Like, she was so earnest. My eyes she was like, cl- my- radio. 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 Radio.net. Right. Sorry, um, kid, about your ears. Just oh, yeah. Sorry. I got excited. It's, uh, it's fabulous. And what's um, uh, tickling your pickle culture-wise, Brit? Well, let me fucking tell you no, right I now. So, ladies, brace yourselves. Brad Pitt has a new girlfriend. He does? I thought he was dating that really pretty curly-haired girl. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like she represented, like, my brand of woman. Well, not that I'm really pretty, I know but you exactly know what I mean. who like, you're talking about, actually. Her name actually. is Aaliyah something or other. Right, and she and looked very never, cool, right? Yeah, like she and I'd cool never vibe. heard of her in my life. And then I found her haircut online, and I was like, maybe I want to do that. <laughs> who like, the hell hey. is this chick? Oh, she's so, dating Brad Pitt. Sorry, so here's on. the thing. Brad Pitt's new girlfriend is German. Oh, poor Brad. <laughs> Germans, we're I'm just joking. kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> it's just too easy. It's, it's so easy <clears throat> to say that. But also, yeah, poor Brad. She's 27 and a supermodel. So I think... What's her name? Her name is Nicole Poterowski. Never heard of her. She's not, Poterowski sounds Russian, but anyways. Apparently she's uh, Polish. Or Polish, yeah. Mm. So she's so she's German. Also, by the way, who cares? You don't care at all, Brit. So I don't care at all. I know Penny cares about this kind of stuff, or just you like hearing about. I don't know if you actually care, but um, I don't care at all. But what I find really interesting is that I I or this is just an assumption as well. So hopefully, I've assumed correctly. But would you say that like this celebrity obsession thing is actually becoming less of a thing? Now, um, let me tell you why. I think <laughs> because I felt, I feel like years ago, if Brad Pitt got some new girlfriend and she was like, you know, this hot young thing or whatever, it would be plastered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't have social media, so there wasn't as m- many places to plaster. So I guess it's like, you know, it, it could be something in between. But I'm just thinking like, this is interesting. Like I had to, I was really like digging through some like, I was not like, I was on like a. Like PerezHilton.com, for example. <laughs> I swear I wasn't on that website. <laughs> I was on a website that was just kind of about, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of about culture and, and mm. celebrity stuff. And I really had to dig for this piece of information. And I thought, that's interesting. You know, you'd think that would be more readily available or mm. everybody would talk, be talking about it. And I think because social media has made celebrities so much more accessible, they're not as exciting anymore. I also think that I have so many hot takes on this. So okay, great. We're going to have to, you can cut any of the boring ones out, Kit, but... <laughs> Um, first of all, I think there are no bona fide movie stars anymore. Yeah. Like, I think all of these movie stars that we used to have in the good old days, like, they had this mystique. They had this sense of, like, uh, emotional complexity. They yeah. had this sense of, like, 
um, this sort of range in terms of like you d- you don't know who they are and it was very mysterious. So first yeah. of all, I don't think celebrities are interesting anymore. Yeah. Secondly, I think um, nepotism in Hollywood and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like everyone's just the kid of someone else. It's very upsetting, really, isn't it? Like if you look up it's almost crazy. anyone, yeah. it's outrageous. And like, if not, then people are like obsessed with yeah. that person's story so everybody yeah. knows, you know? Also, I think everyone's been sanitized in a way to a mm. point where, and if you listen to Dolly and Pandora on the High Low, they always talk about the fact that in a celebrity interview, there will be the publicist sitting right there and being like, you can't ask that. Yeah. I watched this interview with, and trust me, I couldn't care less about Star Wars, but I came across this little clip and it was um, Mark Hamill, who was the original fucking guy in Star Wars. Okay. And he was doing this interview and it was just totally untrained. He was just talking like a normal person. And it was so compelling. I was like, God, you don't see anything like this anymore. They just do the press junkets where it's like, yeah, Brad was a dream to work with and we had a little fun. And yeah. Like, who, t- like, you, it's like I they've learned lines. Him. Yeah, 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 totally. So they're just not, nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a big show. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad. It's a bit sad. It's also, um, in some ways, I'm kind of like, the, I mean, maybe this is also just with age. The older I get, the less I'm like, ooh, celebrities like so mm. you know I, I'm not mesmerized by that anymore I'm like I just don't care I'm definitely can I just be clear I am yeah. definitely not mesmerized by any celebrity right but I consider celebrity gossip about particular celebrities that I'm interested in like for example you know like someone that I really like as an actress mm-hmm. like Kirsten Dunst I think she's right. fascinating um, and she's a good actress as well um, I consider like reading a little bit of celebrity gossip to be like having a pastry. I'll do it once a fortnight. Right. It's like a sweet little pointless little treat. Thing. It's got calories. It's got no nutritional value. Yeah. It's just a random little treat. Love little it. color to my day. Yes. To my sometimes very boring day. I love that. <laughs> I think that's a good way to play it because yeah. you don't want to get sucked into all that nonsense. Yeah, uh, no. Like my mom would say, nonsense. You reading that nonsense? Cute. Good for her. I don't know if she said that, but like it sounds like something she my mom would say. She southern. Yeah, she's not. Not at all. Reading that nonsense, girl. <laughs> right? Where did I get that your from? Your poor mom. Sorry, oh Debbie. God. We all Deb. know your, your... Love you, mom. Yeah. Lifestyle. <laughs> I, Can I, I start doing that? Can I just like be like, culture? Yes. yes. And like have a... Yes. Just an intro? Culture. First door on your left. <laughs> um, Wonderful. I struggle with this topic every week for some reason. So can you go first? Yes, I can. Um, And it will feed into your discussion really well. So here's the thing. We actually were talking about this over the weekend. And so I'm really excited to talk about this together on the old pod. Perfect. We were talking basically about sleep. Okay. And I don't even know if this is a lifestyle topic, but it just seemed like it fits into the lifestyle. Right? Feels life-ish. Feels life-ish. Yeah. (laughs) Lifestyle-ish. So what I wanted to talk about is the idea that... People just epitomize um, early risers. Ah, so you're saying like early risers can be representative of a certain personality type? Kind of, yes. Like, or they're perceived to be. They're perceived to be more successful, Mm -hmm. more productive. Well, it's true. Better people in general. (laughs) Um, Just like, you know, non lazy slobs, basically, Mm -hmm. right? and it's so interesting because it's just completely false. Yeah. Um, and that everybody actually has a completely, like, has their own timeline, their own, you know, 
sleep cycles that mm-hmm. work best for them. Some people are most productive in the morning. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some people are most productive late at night. Yeah. That's also a possibility. So it's just this thing where everyone, remember for so long it was like, you know, CEO, what is, how does the CEO spend his morning? The morning wakes up routine. At five. Hashtag, yeah. Like everyone wanted to know what a flipping morning routine did you, have. did you know? I'd have to make one up. I have to tell you that. Go I know. On. I don't really have a morning routine either. I just, I just try and function. Try to get out of bed. <laughs> That's my morning routine. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I've seen it. I've talked about it on this podcast. Okay. Well, I, we have to talk about it again because it's too funny. <laughs> Mark up Wahlberg. at 4 a.m. Apparently, in the in what I read, he said two thirty a.m. He fucking works out five times a day. It doesn't make any sense. Like he prays I wake three up times at a day. Two thirty a.m. He plays golf for three hours a day. It's just fucking He's outrageous. Yeah. But I love Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, you know what, Mark? You, you do fucking you. go for it. <laughs> I love it. Wake up at two thirty a.m. every day. You get those it. biceps right into shape. So just to uh, mm. this is so funny because like. You can obviously on the internet, this is, and the internet is a place where you can find information that proves whatever opinion you it's have. It's called confirmation bias. Correct. Mm-hmm. So on on a website called lifehack.com, oh, fucking life which hack. is actually the name of the website, which just kills me. Um, they say that people who wake up earlier are more productive. Um, and this just goes to show never listen to a website that's called lifehack or anything hack.com. I don't like the word hack. Right. But there was a study done by the journal, uh, blah, 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 journal Na- Nature Communications. I don't know what that is, but it was on the BBC. I feel like that's valid. Um, <laughs> basically saying that they they actually took a, like did a study with over 700,000 ah. people. Yeah. And research actually found that it's genetic. Mm, it's, of there it are is. genetic factors that will indicate whether you are most productive in the morning or if you're most productive in the afternoon or mm. in the evening or in the flipping middle of the night like a cool nocturnal bat, mm. right? So what's your definition of a morning person? Are we just talking mm. about productivity? I'm talking, I think a morning person is someone who wakes up and they're like, hello, See, morning. I, yeah. You know? See, and I they're like ready to rock. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that's what it is because I know you probably don't believe me, but I'm a morning person. Like whatever time I get up, Unless I'm hungover, yeah. I can function. And yeah. I can function before coffee. Yeah, that's that's wild. So and I think it's just because I was a gymnast. Yeah, you're definitely not like a like a foggy morning person. Yeah, like I know someone who literally <laughs> they're not functioning till eleven in the morning. Yeah. They, they might get up at seven. Yeah. And they're just not just not on it. They're just blinking as yeah. if like they've never experienced the world before it's very comical <laughs> they're just like what is this and I I'm like it's coffee yeah. okay you need to drink it I mean and another point here another thing that that is sort of upsetting is there are a lot of people that struggle to sleep properly uh, a lot yeah so the idea putting the idea out there that like when you sleep from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m., you are most productive and you're like the best person in the world, just makes these people feel more anxious and more horrible Ugh. about their situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody has different flipping sleeping patterns and mm. everybody functions differently in better times and worse times, whatever, in the day. That didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, yeah. So like, just let's just all stop talking about how you started waking up an hour earlier and your whole life has Congratulations. changed. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't have a baby screaming all night. Like, exactly. I seriously, like, I've had times in my life, and the sad thing is, when I'm really stressed, I will just stop sleeping. Yeah. And so, like, I cannot sleep for literally 
three or four days at a time. Whoa. <laughs> um, I'm obviously Crazy. in bed and I'm yeah. drifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I look at the clock and I'm like, ah, <laughs> that was a fun 20 minutes. Right. Had a full nightmare. So, yeah, I mean, That's like horrendous. just the whole con- like, the, the conversation about sleep as if it's a choice is really fucking annoying to me. Like, yeah. actually, someone gave me a book once that's called Why We Sleep. And I was like, oh, oh, thanks, but I actually know why we sleep because it's literally torture. Like in Guantanamo Bay, they keep you awake as torture. Yeah, it's a torture It's device. torture. It's yeah. horrible. So yeah. that's why we sleep. Thanks. You can read that book another time. By you the know. way, I know that it wasn't Guantan- Guan- Guantan- Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> but uh, when I used to travel a lot to the US, yeah. I would come back to Berlin. And the thing about jet lag is yeah. that you have to stay up until a certain time and then go to sleep and coming back to Berlin was horrible because you'd arrive around midday usually <laughs> and you'd have to flip and try to stay up till even staying up till 9 30 it was so painful yeah. and I remember being like this is actual torture like I feel I like all my body wants to do is go to sleep but yeah. I'm like trying to keep myself it was just yeah. horrible yeah I remember my Second ex-boyfriend attestance. literally I cried he was like you've got to wake up and I just cried. Yeah. And it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I was like, I can't. And I was falling and like given my right? sleeping problems, me falling asleep on the couch. It's just unheard of. Yeah. And he was like, okay, All right, fine. We'll let this go <laughs> go. I'm going to call it. Same with, yeah, same with my boyfriend. He's like always in charge of keeping me awake. And at some point I'm just like, leave me alone. I'm going to bed now. I don't it's care 7, if it's 7.30. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Mate, <laughs> I'd go to bed at 7.30 every night if I could. I know. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I was on a um, a work trip with a couple of couple of youngsters uh, oh, a few weeks ago. These under thirties. Oh, I'm telling you. And I told them that I go. I'm like, yeah, I like to go to bed around ten. They were just like jaw, jaw dropped to the floor. Oh, God damn it! And they were like, and then one time we were going for we were going to go for a drink, and it was like after dinner, and they're like. I know that it's, you know, past your bedtime, <laughs> but, and I was People just like, People say that to me all the time. You're so old. Good God. Yeah. Terrible. When I, when I did like full-time work. Yeah. My bedtime every night in, during the week was 9.30. Yeah. I get into bed. <laughs> I remember why, this. Why am I ashamed about this? I'm not ashamed at you all. You shouldn't be ashamed. It's adorable. I loved it. I was like, I get to go to bed. I'll watch one episode of Seinfeld. I'll get 20 minutes in. I'll pass Solve. the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Have lovely dreams. Yeah. Wake up fresh as a daisy, <laughs> ready to attack the world of design sprints. <laughs> That's it. Like you've never seen. Like you've never seen. You're going to sell a flipping design sprint. Oh, am oh I ever? Oh, my God. Holy shit. Okay, so just as a little wrap up, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a funny story from our vacay. Okay, great. It's inappropriate. So if there are Uh-oh. children in the room... Get rid of them. Oh, my God. What is What are you going to talk about? So, one day on our holiday, it was pouring with rain. Yeah. And we watched Pretty Woman in bed. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about that scene where, if you've seen Pretty Woman, you will know the one. Richard Gere throws Julia Roberts, who is a fucking knockout. I, mean, I seriously, it's ridiculous. I would be heavily lesbian for that woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's on gorgeous. The piano. It's on, on the piano. The, he throws her back on the piano. They're making out and we were all sitting there silently. And then our friend is like, I feel funny in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so great. The funny thing about it is I don't even find Richard Gere that much. Me neither. I don't care about Richard Gere. It was just the tension of it. It's the whole thing. It was the scenario. Yeah, it was amazing. Do people always do what you tell them to do? 
I guess so. Is that's that what, what he says? Okay. No, no, Wait. that's what she says. He yeah. doesn't say anything because he's right. so he's consumed. So he's consumed also by like anger and upset. You we know? don't have Richard Gears anymore. No. Where are our Richard Gears? Where are you? I mean, okay, and another thing. And Brittany another thing. has seen this flippin' movie so many times oh, that so she many was times. just she was ponying up the lines. Yeah, I was I was just was reading like, off the lines. Huge. Yeah. Anyway. Side note, watch the Fuku movie. It's watch great. it again, even if it's been years, even if you've watched it a hundred times like myself. That was so great. Yeah. So good to watch it again. Absolutely. A couple of things pop up where you're like, hmm, 2020, but, but actually most of it is okay. It's mostly okay. And also, I think it's so important that we have cinema to be able to look back in time and be oh, like, totally. oh, that was a standard then. Exactly. Like, it's very so important. True. So let's not get upset about how problematic everything is. Yeah. This is just testament to the fact that we have progressed at light speed. <laughs> exactly. And hopefully we'll continue, we'll pick it up a little more. Continue to. Yeah. 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 Cheers to that little oh, pen. Yeah. Let's uh, get another wine right. shawler. Yeah. Cheers. 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 And remember, don't be a dick. No, don't do that. Don't do that.